Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to a, well, not an episode of Ryan driving around. He's off this week, as well as Mike Garrell is also off this week. You've got Adam, and uh, yeah, I was supposed to be a little uh, earlier here today. Fortunately, I broke down with the old combine and had a little bit of an issue, but hey, we're going again. We're ready to rumble here. Uh, hopefully, this will all work real well, and uh, yeah, I'm standing right now on top of one of the other combines. Just getting oil in it, getting everything ready to go so that uh, when Trey's not so busy, he can come down and run the second combine. I will take a guess that probably that ain't going to happen. But nevertheless, I'm Adam. Uh, we are going to talk a little bit about what was the past of the CFL uh, for last week. And we'll run through the games. Just make sure that we kind of get that through so that tomorrow when we get going, I don't know what exactly is going on there. But uh, we'll be talking again, uh, previews of the week uh, next week. We'll be talking some fantasy, and we'll also be talking betting, uh, everything like what you would usually expect in your regular uh, podcast. Uh, make sure you join us on YouTube or wherever for that, for the uh, Canadian Football Countdown weekly show. First things first, uh, yeah, I broke down. What I, I'll tell you what I broke down first. We've got about 110 acres of combining done so far. Uh, nicely started, but we need to get going a little bit more, and uh I made sure I had a full hopper of uh, wheat and I was driving over. I figured, yeah, there's no problem. I, I'm going to be able to run this. No problem. I'll be able to do this from the combine cab. No big issue, right? Well, yeah, I started dumping. All of a sudden, I heard a clunk and the auger stopped. So when the unloader auger stops, it usually means something's wrong. Well, obviously. And the unloading pin uh, bolt that uh, holds it and uh, turns the bolt in, it broke. So no choice in the matter. I kind of had to shut down. Because uh, I still had some canola or some wheat in the uh, uh, auger, and you can't really drive around with wheat in the auger, so yeah, I had to shut down for the day. So that's all right. I got other things I can do. Uh, I just got to run in and get a bolt tomorrow morning and uh, be able to combine maybe a little bit more up there. The rest is kind of borderline, probably not quite ready yet, but we'll be soon ready to go. Uh, now that I've bored you enough and you probably left this channel, or uh, left this thing, I will move on to the first game of the week, which was the Winnipeg Blue Bombers taking on. The BC Lions, and uh, I don't know if the BC Lions just didn't come uh, prepared or what to come into IGF field, but uh, Winnipeg lays an absolute walloping on the uh, BC Lions, 50-14. to 14. Uh, This game wasn't even close right off the bat there. A couple interceptions thrown uh, over by Dane Evans right away. The Blue Bombers capitalize, and boy, did they capitalize a lot of things on this one here. Uh, 447 yards thrown by Zach Kalaros. Andrew Brown, I should say, because he came in at the end for garbage time. Uh, rushing another 129 yards by the Blue Bombers. Uh, compare that to 63 from the BC Lions. Uh, and again, uh, overall, just uh, lots in that offense. 576 for the Bombers. I mean, you got 50 points. How do you expect anything rest, right? Uh, two sacks, four for the uh, Blue Bombers. Just overall a great game. Uh, Kenny the King Lawler finally came out and had a heck of a ball game for the uh, for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Seven for eight, 200 yards, one touchdown. Uh, also got to give it to, to some of the other guys. It was by committee by the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Dalton Schoen, five for five, 137, and two touchdowns for Dalton Schoen. Uh, maybe not showing that sophomore slump like I maybe thought he was going to earlier in the season. Nick Dembski, same thing, six, uh, five for six, 62 yards and a touchdown. Rasheed Bailey gets a touchdown as well. Uh, only had two targets and one reception, but for 57 yards and a touchdown. Not only bad by Rasheed Bailey. Even Drew Wolitarski got in on the action. He had three receptions for three uh, targets. 
41 yards, no touchdowns for him. Uh, but big night for a lot of guys. And the other one, another big night for was Brady Oliveira, 67 yards uh, rushing, had two touchdowns, averaged 7.2 yard or 7.4 yards, I should say, uh, passing. And uh, yeah, Sacaleros did it again, uh, 369 yards, three touchdowns, had the interception, but really looked really solid for the uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, the other thing that was mentioned in this game here, and uh, it was happened about through the second quarter, roughly. Uh, Dane Evans kind of got in, uh, wrapped up and kind of went down and wasn't sure what was going on there. But uh, Dominic Davis had to come in for the BC Lions. And all of a sudden, Burton Adams Jr. during the second uh, or third quarter, I go and turned it on. And, yep, there's Burton uh, Adams Jr. warming up just in case they needed him because Dane Evans was going to be out for the remainder of that game. Uh, kind of interesting to see that, but uh, nevertheless, Dane Evans was 12 for uh, 21 attempts. He had uh, 113 yards, but two interceptions, which is not what you want to see out of your backup quarterback. Uh, I think we'll be having a little bit of a talk about backup quarterbacks probably tomorrow uh, uh, tomorrow evening during the uh, countdown. Uh, Taquan Mizzle, again, 10 carries for 50 yards, did okay. Uh, and Dominic Davis tried to run the ball a little bit as well. But uh, the big receivers, really, for the uh, BC Lions just could not get it going right away. Uh, only four receptions for 11 targets for Keon Hatcher. He's got to do better than that to try to get some more catches. Same thing, Dominic Ryan's four for seven, 40 yards. Lucky Whitehead had five for seven. He was a little better, but 39 yards. Uh, and even Taquan Mizzle had six targets out of the backfield or 22 yards. So overall, uh, the the uh, game, the line just didn't come out to play. It seemed almost like, and I hate to say it like that, but it just seemed to be that way. Uh, TJ Lee had a couple of uh, good defensive tackles, uh, if you look on there. And then uh, uh, Marcus Moore had the uh, interception there for the BC Lions. On the Winnipeg side of the football for some neat little stats, Adam Bighill had a good game defensive tackles. He had six. Uh, Demario Houston, again, the interceptions leader of the CFL right now. Had another pick. So overall, it was a great game uh, for the Winnipeg Blue Bars. Just not a great game for the uh, BC Lions. If anybody's got anything to say, by all means, all you got to do in the chat is uh, just uh, put your hand up or wave or do something. And we'll be able to answer any questions you have. Plus, I can look at the comments here. Like Trey, he said, what a game. Disappointed, though. He wanted 60. And he's still pissed about the uh, fake double reverse interception by Kalaros. Oh, I thought it was a cool play. Why not? You got to try something. I don't know if you really want to be trying that when you're up by uh, 30 or 40, but eh, whatever. It works, I suppose. Uh, nevertheless, uh, anything else in this game that anybody wants to talk about, or should we move on to the next one? Someone's got to take the magic marker from Buck. You got to give him a new uh, uh, whiteboard to use there, Trey. I think that's the big issue here in this. Uh, but yeah, the um, I didn't mind actually the double fake uh, reverse, really, to be honest with you. Um, you know what? It's something different. I always like seeing something different in games. I don't know if I would have shown off my magic tricks kind of like that. Uh, I know like uh, in Saskatchewan, everybody says about Craig Dickinson, sometimes throwing some weird plays or something different at people and then saying, why didn't they keep that for a big game? Well, you know what? Got to try something too. I don't know. It's it's ha It's... It's uh, what do you call it? a dozen of one and 12 of the other. It's, I don't know. It's hard to say what to do in that play. It was a big game. I know for the, uh, for the uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And uh, if you're the BC Lions, I think you just do it the easy way. You just grab the, uh, the old playbook there or the old uh, game film, I should say, 
and you just burn it. It's as simple as that. Uh, nevertheless, I think we should move on to the next game here, though, really quickly. Uh, this is the uh, game that was in McMahon Stadium on Friday night. The Calgary Stampeders got past the Toronto Argonauts 20-7. to uh, Overall, this wasn't a really great game by either team, to be honest with you. Uh, I think the big storyline in this one here was that Chad Kelly had to lead after the second, uh, or just before the second half, or the halftime. Uh, he has an ankle injury, I believe it is. Um, they could have, they said they could have played him. I think it was the smartest move. Just keep him healthy and you know what? Sit him for the game. What's what's the point? You're you're six and oh, seven and oh now. I mean, if you're the Toronto Argonauts, you're you're not out much by losing to a uh, Western rival. Um, it doesn't hurt you as much as some other games. Uh you gotta keep him healthy as you're going along here. Uh passing yards for the Stampeders, 149, 157 for the uh Toronto Argonauts. The one thing you could say though about the Toronto Argonauts, I guess is really there's not a lot of depth behind Cat Kelly. So when Kelly goes down, all of a sudden there isn't a whole lot there. Cameron Duke's still okay. I mean, 8 for 15, 63 yards, had the one pick. Uh, but again, it's Chad Kelly's team, y'all. Everybody knows that. Uh, A.J. Olette did not have a great game, actually. It was kind of surprising. Uh, I know that uh, Ryan's not happy about that because he all of a sudden uh, got convinced by probably myself uh, to probably go with uh, – AJ Lett instead of somebody else that we'll be talking about a little later on. But um, he didn't really have a great game against a team that usually gives up quite a few running yards. Uh, seventh carries for 32 yards for the uh, Toronto Argonauts there for AJ Lett. Uh, Dukes had a few. He had 18 yards and four carries. And of course, Andrew Harris had one for three yards there as well. Um, not a lot out of the receiving core, but again, your main quarterback was out again. Uh, four for eight with Cam Phillips. He was the leading receiver. For the Argonauts, 94 yards and a touchdown. Curly getting Jr. again. I think this is getting to be almost to the point of disappointing. Uh, two, uh, uh, what do you call, 50% of his uh, completions for 11 yards. Not a whole lot for a great game for him. Uh, Cameron Dukes actually has a reception here, Mark, for two yards. So it's kind of cool. Um, overall, really, the uh, Argonauts. Uh, Robertson Daniel, I got to give him credit. I mean, 16 defensive tackles, that's huge. Uh, and then also Jonathan Jones gets a sack again. Uh, Dwayne Hendricks, he gets one as well. Uh, overall, the Argonauts defense looked okay in this game. I mean, it's just that they were on the field probably a little more than maybe what they're used to, I think. Uh, then when we go and move on over to the Calgary Stampeders, here. Jake Mayer had a lot of uh, completions, uh, 22 for 24, which is an incredible uh, completion rate for 149 yards, though. So he was having short passes all game. That's pretty much what it was. Diedrich Mills had a huge game, though, 137 yards against the Argonauts. Uh, so that front of the Argonauts, maybe you guys got to look at uh, 27 carries, uh, average of 5.1 yards is pretty good. Uh, leading receiver for the uh, Calgary Stampeders is Tommy Lee Lewis. Uh, 9 for 10, 58 yards, quite a thing. Uh, that was actually pretty cool. And um, overall, really, the uh, Stampeders had an okay game. Uh, even on the defensive side, Mike Rose gets himself a sack. Same thing with Mike Moore. Uh, Isaac, I'd, I don't want to even try the last name, Berglund. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, one uh, sack as well in this one here. Uh, Rennie Paredes, again. He uh, was two for two for 45 yards was his longest. Uh, Stampeders, overall, not a bad game. Uh, probably would like to see some more deeper passes out of Jake Mayer. Uh, I mean, 22 for 24, 
not a whole lot there to really get excited about. Uh, and when your top receiver is Tommy Lee Lewis, he had 10 recept or nine receptions for 58 yards. Again, it was mostly all on the ground for the Calgary Stampeders. Uh, overall, though, I think that was about it for the Stampeders that we can hire about this game that we can really talk about. If anybody has anything else, by all means. Don't hear nothing, so we will move on to the next game, which was in Hamilton. And there's some big news coming out of Hamilton. Uh, we'll talk about right away. Uh, the Cal our Hamilton Tiger Cats uh, lose this one here in the end to the Montreal Alouettes, 27 to 14. Alouettes are four and three right now, and Hamilton three and five. That's uh, tied for last in the CFL East uh, with the Ottawa Red Blacks. We'll talk about that shortly here. But uh, overall, this game here. I think the big uh, thing was, again, the tale of two halves. Uh, Cody Fajardo came out uh, throwing picks, and it didn't look good for a little while there. Uh, however, he turned it around. He had two interceptions early, but uh, 318 yards, one touchdown. He had the one over two. Uh, Regis Sabasso. Uh, I pronounced that name wrong again. I deeply apologize. But uh, he got the one touchdown for the Alouettes. Austin Mack, 106 yards. He just keeps getting yards, that guy. Uh, no matter what he does, he's always seems to get yards. Um, also, Tyler Sneed had a pretty big game as well. Uh, four for six, 90 yards for the Alouettes. Uh, over on the defensive side of the football, some interesting stats. Uh, Sean Lemon, he's back to his uh, game, uh, game form again. Uh, two sacks, one interception, one fumble recovery, uh, three tackles, but... Uh, the guy is just a playmaker. What can you say about him? <laughs> also, how did it take this long for uh, for Sean Lemon not to be signed by anybody? Seriously. I mean, look at what he's doing now. It's just, it's amazing. David Cote had six field goal attempts, which is a lot. Uh, so they were moving the ball downfield okay. Yeah, the two touchdowns, the uh, Alouettes. But um, David Cote gets four for six, 51 yards was his longest. Uh, then also Chandler Worthy had a pretty good uh, day on the field. Only 11 yards, really. Longest was 22 yards uh, for returns. Not terrible that. Uh, over on the Hamilton side of the football. If it would let me get to there. Sorry about this. Uh, Hamilton. There we go. Taylor Powell, he had a decent enough game. 20 for 31, 202 yards. The interception, though, was the big issue on this one. He had two interceptions. Uh, some of those did go back, I believe. Uh, James Butler, 51 yards for nine carries. Had a pretty decent game. Had the touchdown. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, Ryan, if I convinced you to take A.J. Alette. Uh, hopefully, you didn't listen to me too much there. Uh, on the other side of the football, Terry Godwin had the most yards uh, for receptions for the Tiger Cats. 89 yards. Uh, but James Butler, that again. Out of the backfield, he's being used, and I know that you love that too, Ryan. Uh, 61 yards of receptions, 8 for 10 on uh, targets. It really just had a really good game overall for James Butler. Nice way they're using him now. And maybe this uh, news that came out from Hamilton's a little bit surprising because of that. Because today they mutually decided to mutually part ways with offensive coordinator Tommy Condell. He was just starting to get it going with his uh, receivers. And with his running back, especially James Butler, but yet he's gone. And uh, I'm very interested to see what Hamilton's going to do about this. Uh, overall, that was their big move this week was essentially putting James Butler and working with him. 
Tyreek McAllister didn't have a whole lot of yards, didn't get much out of the backfield as well. Uh, there was just not a lot going on for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. And of course, the uh, the quarterback thing. I mean, Taylor Powell's a young quarterback. He's going to take these times and reps to learn, I guess. Uh, it's a little bit similar to what I'm going to be talking about right away in the next game. Uh, but we'll go from there. Mark Leggio, he finally missed a field goal. Two for three at 44 yards uh, was his longest. And uh, really not a lot of else from the uh, Hamilton Tiger side, Tiger Cat side of the things. Chris Edwards had one uh, sack. Same thing with Simone Lawrence. Lawrence had the one fumble recovery as well. Uh, and then two interceptions for Richard Leonard, which isn't too bad. And Duke, Willi- uh, Duke Williams had a interception as well. Huh. Okay. It's kind of strange. They're starting to do things like uh, that I wouldn't expect out of them. Oh, well, that's cool. Anyway, the Hamilton Tiger Cats, again, they got to get it going. They're still uh, hosting the Grey Cup this year. Hopefully they do get this going uh, fairly soon. Uh, and on the other side, Montreal, just, I don't know. Uh, I know that they said that uh, uh, Cody Fajardo and uh, William Stanback both were banged up a little bit in that game. Sounds like both of them are ready to go against the Riders, from what I've heard. So we'll see them probably next weekend here. I uh, don't think there's much else in this game that I've got. Uh, to go through, uh, we'll move on to the last game of the week here, uh, which is the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. They hosted the Ottawa Red Blacks. Everybody keeps telling me that I've been hard on Mason Fine or that I really didn't give the guy much of a hope. I still don't. I'll be honest. I just, I don't know what it is. You look at the first half, he had a very good first half. I'll give him that. I uh, had a touchdown over to uh, to uh, Sean Bain Jr., he had uh, another great pass over to Tevin Jones later on in this game. Had some big moves, made, moved the ball effectively. But I'll tell you right now, when the fourth quarter came, he did not do a whole lot. He got his team into field goal range. Yes, I know that. And I mean, that's important too. Brett Lowther did kick the game-winning field goal. This game ended 26-24 for the Rough Riders. But overall, I don't know. I just, you know what? I just am not confident right now that this is going to be a... Um, uh, that this is going to be one of those things for the Rough Riders going forward. I just, maybe, maybe it's me. I don't know. But I just, I don't have as much confidence right now in, uh, in uh, what do you call, Mason Fine, as maybe some other people do. And I should maybe, because Jake Dolegallo this week did not look good. He had two fumbles on uh, short yardage plays. He had one that he didn't make the short yardage, which again, when you're a six foot nine quarterback, you really got to make those. But nevertheless, he didn't have a great game here uh, this week. So maybe I'm just crazy and I'm going nuts uh, about Mason Fine. Give him another week. Maybe I'll change my mind on him. But right now, I'm still on the bubble about uh, yeah Mason Fine, especially. Uh, Offense, 296 yards passing for the Rough Riders. 37 uh, attempts uh, are on 37 catches. Uh, you look at the rushing yards. The Riders didn't have a whole lot this week. 66 yards rushing. In total, uh, but the big thing they had was sacks. The Rough Riders have come back, and that defensive line has really, really come out strong for the Rough Riders. Uh, Mason Fine, 23 for 37, lots of passing, but 296 yards, one touchdown, and the big thing is no interceptions for the guy. Uh, Jamal Morrow, 47 yards uh, rushing, one touchdown, and over on the other side, Sean Bain Jr. had the one touchdown for the Riders. Otherwise, it was field goals and uh Rouges. That's all it was. But here's the big thing. Micah Tights, eight defensive tackles out of the linebacking spot. Larry Dean, another seven ta- defensive tackles. 
Uh, same thing also with Moncrief. Uh, Lake Corte Moore finally got his first quarterback sacks. Anthony Lanier was all over the field today. Uh, he was getting uh, all sorts of plays going on. Uh, three t- sacks in this game, which is huge. Micah Johnson finally got another sack in this one. Charles DeBrewer gets a sack. It was lots of sacking going on here by the Rough Riders, led by Anthony Lanier. He was probably a player of the game and a good guy to watch as well. Uh, another notable guy for the Rough Riders, if you're looking to add somebody really cheap to the roster, boy, Jareth Stearns, uh, University of Kentucky guy, came in at 7 for 7, got all his catches, had 71 yards, great game by a rookie. Uh, I'll be very surprised to not see him next week, uh, especially now with that injury to... Uh, uh, t- uh, Braden Lanius, we'll see what happens in there. But uh, yeah, great game for him. Sam Emelis again, four for five. Jake Wenicky, seven, four for seven. Had a big catch as well. Uh, Tevin Jones had uh, one big reception. Uh, and then I'm not sure what exactly, why it's not counted on the CFL stats here. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to find out on that one as well. Over on the Ottawa side of the football, uh, Dustin Crum. I don't know if TE players are starting to figure him out or what's the story there. But only 174 yards passing, uh, only 21 yards rushing. So I'm not sure if guys are starting to spy on him like they did against Hamilton. I'll be honest, I couldn't really watch most of this game. Uh, but nevertheless, I think the uh, Red Blacks, maybe some guys are starting to pick up on that. Nice to see Tyrell Pigrome come in, make a pass attempt as well. Leading reception, our leading uh, passer for our receiver for the uh, our Red Blacks. Jalen Acklin, five for three, uh, three for five, 56 yards passing. Uh, Shaq Evans, four for five at 38 yards. Just not a lot of yards from the Ottawa Red Blacks as well. Um, but you got to give the uh, Rough Riders offensive line a little bit of credit here. Didn't allow a single sack this game. Not bad. Not bad at all, really. Uh, Richie Leone had seven punts. Uh, Lewis Ward, five for six, 51 yard uh, long field goal. Um, overall, Ottawa gave a pretty good attempt here, but the Rough Riders, I think maybe they were motivated by the Sheep during halftime. We don't know that for sure, but nevertheless, I think overall the Rough Riders had a pretty good game uh, going into the next week. They got uh, Montreal. See what happens there. It'll be interesting to see. If there's anything else, by all means, take a look. Let me know. If there isn't, I'm going to end this here pretty quick because the sun is setting and I'm tired of sitting on top of the combine here. I don't hear a whole lot. So, nevertheless, I thought that I'd try to run this uh, show through, let you guys uh, enjoy it uh, through. I know that Ryan is off on vacation. Same thing with Mike. And I figured, you know what? We need a recap of last week in the CFL. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to tomorrow night when we go and we do it all over uh, for the next week here. We'll do the game previews, myself and Mike. And if he's in, and same thing with Trey, he'll be giving us our betting odds. And Ryan, of course, will give us our fantasy players to watch. Plus, you never know. We always have a little bit of nonsense in there once in a while as well. From uh, myself, Adam Stewart, and I know Trey, he was here for a little bit and helped me out. Thank you very much again for listening. See you tomorrow uh, evening for the regular CFC countdown show for our weekly show. And uh, until then, have a good night.